You know, I wonder sometimes what we did that really understand the words that we're speaking here. And I want to talk about this today. I want to talk about speak the word. Speaking the word. I'm in the middle of our series on kingdom authority. And look at Ephesians 2 from the Passion Translation. It says this, that God raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. I'm getting excited already. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Throughout the coming ages, we will be visible, a visible display of the, in, listen to this, of the infinite riches of His grace and kindness, which He showed upon us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Come on, we are seated in the heavenly places. I tell you, we're not just going to heaven when we die. We're in heaven right now. What does that mean? So he raised us up and we're seated with him in the heavenly realm next to Jesus Christ himself. And it says here in the perfection, the glorious perfection of his name. It says glory. That's where our spirit is. Sometimes we don't understand this. Sometimes we don't get this because we live in the flesh and we just look at this thing all around us and it's like the, the normal stuff of life. But actually our spirit is connected with his spirit and we're seated in this heavenly realm which is not somewhere beyond the stars. The seat is right now as a, behind the poker. You know, it's right here. The rivers of living water. The spirit is all around and we're sitting in that heavenly realm with him in full authority. That's why when we raise our voice and shout, walls start coming down. Because there's power in the declaration of your mouth because you're seated in a heavenly place. Your mouth is so important. When we open our mouth, things start to happen. Walls start to break down. Victory comes. Strongholds are broken. Sickness is moved out and is healed and his kingdom come. We have authority. Last week we saw that Jesus sent out the 12 disciples and he said to them, I've given you authority in Matthew 10 to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. The other translation says power. I've given you all power. Come on, I have power. Say it. I have power. Come on, say it all together in this room. I have power. What about authority? I have authority. Now, I know sometimes that this is, for some Christians, this is not easy to, to, to understand. Because I'm just a humble Christian. Yes, you are a humble Christian. But you also have power. There's not just acceptance grace. There is empowering grace. There's a job for us to do. Right? And so it's important that we understand the authority that we have, the power that we have in all humility and love to be able to do the stuff that God has called us to do. We are not helpless. We are not powerless. But we are powerful because we have more power than you think you have. You have more authority than you think you have. And it's about time that the body of Christ rises up and stand in their full authority in humility, but in full authority of what Jesus has done to us. Jesus, he would not be the one who was, he would not be as known as he is right now if he did not do all the miracles that he did. Working the authority and the power of God. If there was no power, we don't have a gospel. It's so important that we are able to release and understand the power of God because same things that Jesus did, we will do. And even greater, he says, which is absolutely phenomenal. Amen? Amen. 
So we speak from a place of heavenly realm. We speak from a place of full authority. Do you know, you're sitting next to Jesus. He is the commander of the angelic armies of heaven. Come on. I'm going to talk about billions and billions of angels. And you are, it says here in the scripture, you are literally seated with him in heavenly places with your spirit. So you will have access to this. But I want you to feel this. I want you to sense this. I want you to know. And the reason why I want you to do this is because this will give you the confidence. Instead of saying, oh, my little or me, you know, my little problems I have and my, my whatever. You know, yes, we all have problems. But you also have to know your identity. You have to know who you are, whose you are, where you're sitting. So powerful. By the way, we are sitting, right? We're not standing. We're sitting. We're sitting because we are sitting in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He's conquered for us. And he raised us up with him. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus, people. Let's, let's never forget this. Amen? Amen. So when we start speaking, authority is released. And then nothing is able to stop us. Nothing is able to stop. Only a few times was, 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 was things able to stop with Jesus. He says there was not enough faith. There was a lot of aggro in his own hometown. He couldn't do many miracles because of some of the uh, uh, attitude of people. But, but when, when there's faith in the room and when there's, a, there's an authority and when there's power, things will happen. Nothing is impossible with God. And this is how his kingdom comes. It comes into your life. Whatever you're facing today, I want to say that Jesus is bigger. Hey, he's sitting next to you. Why don't you ask Jesus? I say, he will tell you he's bigger. He's bigger than your problems. He's bigger than the things we face in this nation. Bigger than the things that we face in this world. All these things will pass. Viruses come, viruses go. But the kingdom keeps growing and the church keeps being more glorious and we shine as darkness, light in the darkness. Come on, this is our time to shine. Honestly, many things in this world will not change until the body of Christ, until you and me stand in our authority and our power and we start speaking some stuff into being and we start speaking the truth of God and start speaking the goodness of God and the purposes of God in our city, our nation, our family, our whatever. Speaking is very, very powerful in this way. We've got to learn to use that gap that's underneath your nose. This hole between lips. Start opening your mouth. Start using your mouth. The tongue releases the kingdom. It releases faith. It says here in John 6, 63, when Jesus said, he says, the words Jesus says that I speak to you, they are full of spirit and they're full of life. So Jesus, everything Jesus did, when he spoke, he spoke spirit, so he came from the heavenly realm in the power and the authority of heaven. And he would speak spirit and life because that would bring life. Amen? True. So important. It carries. The kingdom is carried on our tongue. It's carried on our faith. And we see stuff. It's the substance of heaven. That's why I love communion. We're going to celebrate communion very soon. Because the reason is, and I do it every day, because the reason is you, 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 you apply the substance by faith of God, His kingdom. And I need His stuff in my life. I need things to change in my life. I have things that need to develop in my life. I think things to be restored and healed in my life. Amen? Your life too. I know. I know. Come on. 
So my question to you today is, and to myself too, is the question I have is, when did we lose the full understanding of speaking the word? Of speaking. The power of the tongue. When did we lose it? It is such a powerful principle, both in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, that the kingdom of God, the purpose of God, the miracles, everything, the purposes were released through the mouth. Yes, sometimes with a stick and sometimes with other things, but a lot of the time it was released to speaking, speaking into the atmosphere. So many examples in the Bible. I don't have time to, to do them all. But one of them in Luke, for example, Jesus sends the 22. So he first sends out the 12, now he sends out the 72. And he says to them in Luke 10, heal the sick, heal the sick, tell them all God's kingdom has arrived and is now within your reach. He would, and they were not saying, Lord Jesus, will you please heal this one? That, that's not there. He would say, speak, heal the sick, which means they would speak healing to the sick person. Not ask God to heal them. Speak, you got the authority, you got the power, speak the healing to them. And you know what happened when they came back? Look at this, when they came back. Look at this, this is in the Passion Translation. Verse 18, Jesus replied, while you were ministering, so while they were praying for people, healing people, delivering people, uh, preaching the kingdom of God, the goodness of God, look what happened. I watched Satan topple, until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. I tell you, when we start ministering in the Holy Spirit, when we start speaking the Word of God, things start to happen. The spirit of darkness starts to wobble and it starts to fall over. You have the authority. We have the authority. And look what it says then. It's really amazing what he says then. He says then, he says, verse 19, Now, Jesus says, you understand that I have imparted to you my authority to trample over his, Satan's kingdom. That's a powerful scripture, isn't it? And it continues, look, you will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power that Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing, come on, absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in his authority. Nothing will harm you. When you walk in His anointing. People, this is surely a verse, a, a word for us. Nothing will harm you as you walk in His authority. And then Jesus says to those disciples, now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Now you understand that I have imparted this incredible gift to you. The power of the Holy Spirit. The same power that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you. But then in verse 20, look what He says. He says, however... However, your real source of joy, your real source of joy, isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, which is really cool, right? But that your names are written in the book of life and the journals of heaven, it says here, and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. So he is saying, yes, the demons will flee. Things will happen. COVID will go. Things will still start to relax and, and the healing will come and things will be but the thing is though the real authority the real joy you have is that you are kingdom citizens you are sons and daughters of God and you are citizens of heaven and you have the power and the authority that God has given to us come on and that's why guys that's why we need to flip the switch which I talked about last week. See, you got to flip the switch. 
The electrical company brings the power to you. You pay for power and they supply power to your house. But then it's your purpose, your power, your authority to then flip the switch in your house for this light to turn on. If you don't turn this on, nothing will happen. It's the same in the kingdom of God. Jesus has given us the authority. He's, we're seated with him in heavenly places. He's put the Holy Spirit into our lives. He melted himself one with his spirit. And now he says, I've given you authority. Now start using it. It's a delegated authority. It's his power working through our lives like a policeman, police person, or even a, a, an, an army officer. They have a suit on. They got all these beautiful things, and they're like a captain or a, or a general. Without that, then they're nobody. There's not anybody like, like us. But then they put into their suit, they have this, this beautiful, um, what do you call this thing on? This suit on. And then suddenly they have this power because they have this power of the state. The same we have with the Holy Spirit. We have this power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, there's a famous story in the Bible of Jesus raising Lazarus, who was a friend of him, and he wouldn't come. He didn't go very fast. And it's not the whole story. I will tell you the whole story. But it took like four days. So he was like dead, dead. He was like not good after four days, right? But then what he, look what he says, though. Jesus called in John 11:44. He's dead. And he, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out and his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Another great example of Jesus when he speaks life over death, death has to submit to Jesus, to his words. But you say, well, that's Jesus. Well, I want to say to you something, and that's of course some of the things that we don't get, is that we have been delegated the same authority. He says the same things you will do and greater. My question is, when will we get this? When, when will we get out of fear and out of woe me and it's so scary in this world and all this kind of stuff? When will we stand in our true authority as sons and daughters of God? In Romans it says the whole earth, the whole creation is waiting for you and me, the sons of God to appear. Because they need something. We want answers. Maybe the church is the answer to most of the problems in the world. Do you know that? Maybe you are the answer to most of the problems in the world. They can't hide away. We've got to be a light on a hill. Come on. I'm excited about this. Let's have a drink break. So good. Thank you so much for playing, Hannah. It's really lovely. <clears throat> Spoke the word of healing. There's an interesting story in the Bible about, um, in Matthew uh, 8, about uh, Jesus uh, meeting in Centurion. Uh, of the army uh, was actually in uh, a Roman officer and uh, this is what it says in Matthew 8 and it shows how 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 authority works and I want you to really get this because it will strengthen you in Jesus name now when Jesus entered Capernaum a centurion came to him pleading with him come Lord my servant is lying home paralyzed dreadfully dreadfully uh, tormented and Jesus said to him I will come and heal him and the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. <laughs> come on, people. Speak a word. 
He was not in the house. He was far away from the house. The centurion says, hey, you're not worthy to come to my house, but just speak the word. Why did he say this? My servant will be healed when you speak the word. He says, for I'm also a man under authority. He recognized the authority that Jesus was under and had. Having soldiers under me, I say to the one, go, and he goes. The other one, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does this. And when Jesus heard this, he marveled at this and said to this, surely I have not found such great faith in all of Israel. And I'll tell you something, the whole thing of faith and authority is very strongly linked together. But I want to see something, that we are here looking at authority that is really, really powerful, that can even be exercised from a distance. And that's why praying at home is so powerful, or wherever you are, because there's no boundaries in heaven, there's no boundaries in the spirit world. God is everywhere. And so that's why we have so much authority. We don't have to even lay hands on people. Paul used handkerchiefs and sent handkerchiefs to people. And Jesus and others, there's several times in the Bible that he would heal from a distance. We can speak life from a distance. But we need to learn to speak a word. Speak the word. I love this in the Passion Translation. Look at this. That really makes it very, very clear. I'm almost done. Jesus responded, I will go with you and heal him. But the Roman officer interjected, Lord, who am I to have you come into my house? Look at this. I understand your authority. That is so good. I understand. Come on, body of Christ. We need to understand. Not just know about, not just hear about. Oh, it's very good for Pastor Josiah or Pastor, Pastor Catherine. They're kind of, you know, in this official stuff, you know. No, it's the body of Christ. It's everybody. I understand your authority. And he says, for I too am a man who walks under authority and have authority over soldiers and tell them to go here and there. And look at this. I command my servants and they'll do whatever I ask. So I know and I know, listen to this, I know that all you need to do, Jesus, is to stand here and command healing over my son and he will be instantly healed. If you look at dictionary for authority, it is the right to command. Body of Christ, church, you, e, me, we have the right to command. Jesus did it all the time. The disciples did it all the time. We need to learn to do this. Speak the word. Many Christians, I think, do not really understand this. And the, 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 how I know this is because I don't know. I'm still learning in this area. And I see around it, things would have been different already in people's lives. and I see stuff. In this job, you see stuff. If we learn this, honestly, things would be different because this actually changes situation. When we start to speak the truth into this country of righteousness in this country and we call back the original purpose and blueprints of this country in the heavenly realms, then we start doing some good work. Whatever government. Jesus is higher than our government. Don't blame the government all the time. Yes, they may make some mistakes. We all make mistakes. But the thing is, though, we are called to pray. Jesus never rubbished government. He never did it. He always honored government. But then he prayed and he spoke and he spoke into the atmosphere. Prayers. Anointed. Come on. 
into our lives. If you need healing, speak healing. If you know somebody who is sick, keep speaking healing every day. Take communion. Apply the blood of Jesus. Apply the finished work of Christ. We need to learn to speak. Speak the vision that we carry. What vision do you have? Guys, speak the vision. Yeah, but it's not there yet. That's really hard. I can I never see it come to speak the vision. Start speaking what it's not is. I mean, it's so biblical in this way. Speak things to being. That's what sons do. I'll tell you, Romans 4, 17. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not as if they are. So we speak. You know, when you start acting as a son and a daughter, when we start speaking things into being that are not. You're sick. I speak into being life. Healing. COVID, you're there, I speak, be gone. In Jesus' name. Death, go. In Jesus' name. Marriage, be healed. In Jesus' name. My son, my daughter, maybe far away from Christ. You speak, I see them as being fully alive in Jesus Christ. I'm seeing them as married and having children and doing well and being prosperous and being an example to our community. You speak life before it even happens. And now, now you are acting like a son of God because that's what he do. He spoke the whole world into being. There was no world. We had a vision of the world and he's speaking into being. So when we start doing and based on the Bible... Don't do it based on me or even on your own thoughts. Let's do it on the Bible. And when we start speaking the Bible, the truth of the Bible, then things start to change. They have to change because truth has to bow. Sorry, uh, difficulties and untruth has to bow to truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. I'm almost done. I'm almost done, guys. I'm getting really excited here. And a great audience here, too. <laughs> See, that's why it's the number one uh, unanswered prayer is when we start praying and when we start asking God to do stuff that He's asked us to do. And we've, we've done it for so many years. Oh God, oh God, please heal this person. He never said to ask to heal the person. The whole Bible is full of speak the healing. I've given you the authority. I will not answer prayer that I've given you the authority and the delegation and the dominion over. Amen. So we are called to do this kind of stuff. We are called to start praying. So don't ask God to do these things. You do these things. Don't blame shift. It's not God's fault. Now I do want to say something about unanswered prayer because I know some people we've been praying for a long time even declaring the things the things we haven't seen that we wanted to see and those are those things are difficult and we don't get it there's a few times in Jesus' life that the miracles came after a while they, 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 they happen and then not fully and then more and more so even Jesus has sometimes you know delayed you know things that don't happen often necessarily straight away and sometimes don't happen at all don't happen at all and that's very you know but the problem is though guys and that's where things happen then, then the danger is that our experience of, hey, God doesn't answer prayer. He doesn't listen to my decrees. Then that becomes your theology and not the Bible. And then you are offended with God. And then you're offended with the Word. And that is very dangerous. It's actually wrong. We cannot be offended by the Word of God. We cannot be offended by if God doesn't seem to be doing stuff. Let's keep the faith. Let's keep the faith in God. Whether it happens or not, let's leave it up to God. In the end, we got to trust the Lord anyway. And I know it's difficult, and I get it. I have it in my own life too. But in the end, 
We cannot let this experience become our theology and then we become inactive and we don't do stuff. No, no. Let's stay in the attitude of the scriptures, in the attitude of a son and a daughter of God, in the attitude of the authority and the, 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 the things that the Bible teaches us. And so let's st- keep with the faith and let's keep declaring the stuff. And I'll tell you something. I believe as we grow, we'll see more and more fruit coming because there sometimes is a growth area of faith, understanding, declaration, how things go. There's often a, 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 a development that takes a few times. Sometimes not like this. So don't be offended in Jesus' name. I'm done. Guys, we need to flip the switch. The whole world, we owe the world an encounter with God. People don't want to have, see some stuffy church somewhere behind walls that has no power. What use is that? Jesus was never like this. He went into the open air and he healed people. He loved on people. He, 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 he forgave people. He was just very irritated by the religious people. People like me. The leaders of the day, the, 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 the religious leaders. They were proud. He didn't like that. But for the rest, grace building up, strengthening. Go from here to there. There's a vision for your life. I call out your glory. I want your purpose fulfilled over your life in Jesus' name. So guys, my teaching today is about speak the word and don't be afraid. Speak the word. Father, we thank you so much that we can speak the word. Thank you, Lamar, so much that we are seated with you in heavenly places, Lord. What a beautiful place to be. Father, we pray for a revelation to come into our spirit, into our mind, into our psyche, into our being of who we really are. That the understanding of the impartation of your power and your authority would strengthen the church, would put that rod in our backs like we talked about before. And Father, that you would strengthen your church at this time, that we will be warriors for you, that we advance the gospel for you. That we'll be strong, even though there's stuff going on and issues here, issues there, but we'll be strong, unoffended. Knowing that you have got this. We worship you and give you praise. Amen.